All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I hate to break the fishing news up here, Chuck, but I'd like to speak about the ice hockey. Congratulations, you're one of the 13 listeners of the Real Life Podcast. We just traded a migraine in for, like, an orgasm. Might want to mark that down. Yep. All of my projects are on schedule until they're not. A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts. About as funny as we're going to get today. A beautiful Thursday. Yeah, it's Thursday. Thursday in Edmonton. The sun is shining. This is the Real Life Podcast. I'm Tyler Remchuk. Jay's here. Wanye's here. Begged Milk is here. Chalmers is building some sort of mall in Victoria. And that isn't a joke. That's actually what he's doing. So he's still not here this week. He'll be back soon. Uh, This is episode 204 of the Real Life Podcast. As always, brought to you by Jappa Machinery. 815s, Packers, Asphalt Rollers, Excavators, and more. They got you covered. All their rental equipment, it's clean, it's sanitized, no COVID here. It's newer and it's serviced by Jappa's fantastic team, of heady duty mechanics. Like I said, episode 204 of the podcast. And my question, and I think I'm going to direct this at bagged milk. How many podcasts do they say you need to play until you know what you have? <laughs> you know what? I can't judge a player until he's either retired or dead. That's the rule. <laughs> wow. Uh, I must say, for those who didn't catch it, bagged milk doing the lookup on Stoffer of tweets where he said you need 300 games to know what you have as a defenseman. And then Stoffer saying, well, it's actually 400 now. And then you also tweeted him in response to his Alish Hemsky tweet and said, I, I loved him when he played 500 games. I was dying. Well, listen, inflation is a problem. And if you don't prepare for it, it'll creep up on you. <laughs> well, embrace yourself. It's actually going to be coming. And that's just some real talk right there. But anyway, back to the real life. Inflation? Well, how is it not going to come? We're, 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 we're deficit spending like crazy. The only way to get yourself out of that is through inflation. Fantastic. A liter of coffee, so, $400. But so, it's not going to happen anytime soon, but it's coming. As an average person, just a working class citizen, why should I be concerned about that? Because like gas is going to go up and shit? 
Yeah, interest rates will go up. Everything will go up because our, our money is going to be uh, not worth as much. Unless the thing is, it's a pandemic, though. So it might be a collective reset. I still can't, like, figure it out. But, like, traditionally, if a government deficit spends like crazy, what they'll do is they'll let inflation take in and pay with inflated dollars on old dollars, which is, like, buying debt, paying off debt, like, with, like, two to one, three to one dollars. So that's normally what they do to pay down their debt faster uh, if they accumulated a giant one. But who knows? It's a pandemic. The stock market's the highest it's ever been. So what the fuck do I know? Are you saying that the United States doubling their aggregate debt could have monetary policy impact? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> I took a microeconomic class at Nate to know, to know all that. But yeah, I, took, I took the same one, a micro and a macro. I was told to leave halfway through the semester of <laughs> economics, and even I know this is bad. What blows my mind is the states announced that the the, the uh, economy's contracted like 32%. I go and check the Dow that day, it's up 300 points. They said the economy contracted 32%. Yeah. When did they say this? Uh, I read something yesterday. Oh, marvelous. <laughs> marvelous, marvelous. Well, yeah, Mr. M. Chuck, to your question, this is all very bad for the average workaday Joe like us. Thankfully, we keep all our money buried in the backyard, don't we, Tyler? Yes, I I bought a new couch. I ripped out all the cushions, and I just sit on five and ten dollar bills all day. Gangster. It's the only it's the only way to trust it. Well, I remember- just so you know that that money is going to be becoming worth less and less <laughs> if you keep it there. Just make so sure, you know, just just some real talk. Make sure to buy a low cost index fund. Here's Bernie, what you, yeah. you go buy Her- pork bellies, your M Jack. You go buy pork <laughs> bellies. You dig all your money. You put it into pork belly futures. Call your uncle Wanya in 36 months. You'll be all right. Turn it into real things. Pork maybe, belly. Maybe next Monday I'll just completely disclose my financial records, and you guys tell me what to do with my savings. Yeah, if you could possibly Let- tell us your social insurance number, that would be helpful. Post mm-hmm. your personal net worth statement on Nation Real Life Instagram. Uh, yeah. We'll collectively digest it, and we will have a financial plan that will allow you to retire at 173. Now, my fina- financial disclosure document would be my strategy for winning at 50-50. Does that include? Is that okay to include that? You still might be a winner. Hey, I, what? Oh, Did I nobody win the big boys? I, I don't think they've announced the winner yet. Yeah, I don't know what's going on there. Just I was just going to ask, because I basically, when the Oilers lost on Friday, I basically walked into a river for four days and didn't <laughs> poke my head out. So I was actually curious about the 50-50. I see that there is no winner yet. Yeah, it was you, but then you didn't come forward. And I said you probably didn't care, and then they put it back into the pot. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, I was like, Bagwell, oh, he doesn't need money where he is. He's on Shame Island that he put himself on. That's right. Nice How are you feeling, Bag Milk? Are you still angry? How are you feeling about the Oilers? Yeah, let's get into this, because as Jay said before we started recording, we kind of let the Oilers off the hook a little bit in our criticism of them. So, Bagged Milk, you weren't here, so spark us a little. Give us give us some juice. I, I mean, where, how, there, how, where to begin? I'm annoyed by everything. I'm annoyed that the Oilers came out flat. I'm annoyed that they didn't look like they had hatred in their hearts for the Chicago Blackhawks. I'm annoyed with the goaltending that didn't step up when they needed it. I'm annoyed with the depth scoring that didn't step up when they needed it. I'm annoyed with the fucking criticisms of McDavid and Dreisaitl that are happening now, just as they do every summer when things go wrong. I'm annoyed with people saying that Connor's going to want out. I'm annoyed with it all, Tyler. So where do you want to start? Because quite frankly, that series was so angry. Well, let me, so start, angry. With, let me start with the mcdavid Drysaddle stuff, because I think that's low-hanging, lazy bullshit. Like, I, I just can't fucking get over people sitting there. I mean, like, well, 
the Oilers are never going to go far in the playoffs and until these two guys figure out how to play in their own end. They combined for 15 points in four games. They, The two of them mm-hmm. helped create 15 goals in four games. Yet They did their part. Yeah, and, and people want to look at two missed coverages in different games in the defensive zone and shrug and go, well, at least now we know why they're losing. That would be the analogy I'm using is, let's say you bought a car, and this car gets you through countless snowstorms, and there are never any problems with this car. It is perfect. The heating works great. You get it up to 250,000 kilometers, and then there's a problem. And you got to take it in, and you got to get it fixed. Would you sit there and be like, man, this car was a piece of shit? Or would you be like, damn, this car did so much good, and it's really the only reason I got around for the last 10 years? I'm going to give it some love. Like, that's what it should be with Drysdale and McDavid. We should be sitting there going, fuck, the Oilers would have gotten blown out in every single game. They wouldn't have scored more than one goal on Corey Crawford if Drysdale and McDavid weren't playing as good as they were. So I think people coming out and attacking them for their defensive zone play are just, they're fucking lazy, and it's irresponsible. Well... You know, I'll whatever. tell you what. I'll tell you what. I gotta, I gotta come like to the golf. defense, Bagno. Fight, I gotta fight, come fight, to the defense. Fight, fight. No, no, I gotta come to the. The Oilers have officially not made the playoffs thirteen the last fourteen. Years. They're technically a playoff team this year. Okay, but they didn't make it into the Stanley Cup playoffs, so they've technically also not made the playoffs that thirteen, fourteen years. I don't think it's fair to shit on McDavid and Drysaddle because you're right. They had fifteen fucking points, and if it, if they didn't, it would be even more embarrassing. But at the same time. I can understand why people are mad and they just want to cling on something to be mad to because the Oilers haven't made the playoffs in thir- 13 or 14 years. So but we're it, fucking mad. But then you got to look like th- this isn't golf we're talking about. This is a 23-man roster. And to point your finger at two players and be like, you guys need to be better defensively, it doesn't make any fucking sense. I agree. They can't play 60 minutes. This isn't basketball. LeBron's not coming to save the day here. So like they need a better, like, the whole team needs to be better. Like, why is, why are there not articles coming out about Zach Cassian going like, hey, bro, you just signed a four-year extension. Where the fuck were you? Here's my thing with, why Zach, there, with Zach Where Cassian? the fuck was Zach Cassian? Where was he? When was as, he playing? As an oiler, when has, when has Zach Cassian played his best hockey? And this is what pisses me off. In 2017, he was lights out, played great, was the heartbeat of this team on that playoff run. It was a contract year. Where was Zach Cassian last season? about to get traded. Where was Zach Cassian at the beginning of this season? Lights out some of the best hockey we've ever seen him play. What was it? Contract year. What did the Oilers give him? A new contract. What happened after Cassian got that new contract? He got suspended twice and then completely fell off the fucking map in a playoff series, which is when he's supposed to be earning these big dollars. So Cassian, that drives me nuts, man, and I'm worried. And it also drives me nuts too because... It it drives me nuts too because there was... And again, and I'm going to give... Ken Holland a little bit benefit of the doubt here because none of us saw the pandemic coming. Uh, granted, we were all on the same page there. But there was no need to sign Zach Cassian in the middle of the season either. No. So now he's got a massive contract tying up a bunch of, a bunch of uh, cap space going into a future where the cap is flat and they've got bigger fish to fry than Zach Cassian. And it's annoying. And to like to go back to the original point and point fingers at Connor and Leon. Yes, they can be better defensively, and they probably will be going into next year. You know this pissed them off. But again, this isn't golf. Two players cannot win a playoff series. They need more than two guys. And I'm throwing Nuge in there too because he had a fine. Uh, he produced points as well. Yeah. But like you need. It's hard to build a house when you got three nails and a handful of jelly beans. It just doesn't work. <laughs> I've been uh, eating jelly beans so far through this whole podcast. They are delicious. A whole bowl of them here. 
Oh, my stress is peanut M&M's. Oh, I love stress eating. Oh, God. I love peanut M&M's. And another thing that's bothering me, too, is I'm, I'm playing around on Twitter, and I'm looking around, and people are going, well, look at what Iserman did when, they, when the oh. Detroit Red Wings won the Stanley Cup. So I wrote about it today. OilersNation.com, it's up. I'm like, okay, Eisenman did sacrifice some points, no problem. But let's look at the roster for the 2002 Detroit Red Wings that won the Stanley Cup. They had fucking nine Hall of Famers on that team. They didn't so, yeah. start winning. They didn't start winning Stanley Cups until they got Nick Lidstrom. And on that team, the 2002. Plus, so that was their off. last. Plus. That was their last cup that they got in recent in recent history. They had Sergei Fedorov, Brett Hall. Nick Lidstrom, Luke Robitaille, Brendan Shanahan, Pavel Datsuk, Dominic Hasek, Chris Chelios, and Steve Eisenman. So, okay, let's add seven more Hall of Famers to Connor and Leon's roster, and they'll probably be a little better. And here's the other thing. Read me the save percentages and goals against averages of Chris Osgood and Dominic Hasek in the years that the Red Wings were winning cups, because they were probably a lot better than 867 and 880, or whatever the fuck the Oilers I've two got goalies it for you, There you go. Give me these. Dominic Hasek in 2002, his save percentage was 925 in the playoffs. I don't know, Bag Milk. I don't know if Dominic Hasek is the answer, man. I haven't seen him in a while. He's pretty old. Well, that's true. That is true. He is pretty I don't know old. If and, you know what? Bring so him back. Yeah, 2020. He might have lost his step. But you know well, what? It's worth it giving him a Oilers, try, you know? It is the Oilers' philosophy to just bring people well beyond their time <laughs> to try to fix our solution. Look at our executive level. Hey. <laughs> Ken Howland. Well, let's be fucking real. Like, this is fucking bullshit. How the hell can we not show up to the playoffs? Yeah. How can we not do it? Like, how do we not show up? We did not show up. The we other kind of showed up against the Flames in the Flames game, but like that, like, who gives a fuck? Like, there was more hits by us in that Flames exhibition game than there was in the entire playoff series against Chicago. And the other thing I want is, like, just in regards to the goaltending, it seems like everyone wants to give them a free pass because there wasn't a game where there was, like, egregious weak goals left and right. But in that qualifying round, out of all of the NHL, there were four games where a team gave up three goals and still lost in regulation. The Oilers, or the Blackhawks did it twice. The Blackhawks was half of that. The Oilers were the other one, and then one one of them was the Yotes. So it's just, the goaltending, I think, is almost getting too much of a free pass as well from some people because... Every other team, Jonas Corposalo made like 100 saves the other day to keep his team in that hockey game. Every other team gets mm-hmm. their goalie to bail them out six, seven times a game, and the Oilers make one mistake. They lose coverage once in the defensive zone. They don't get one puck out, and it's a fucking tire fire, and it's in the back of their net every time. Well, listen. If, but there was if, a lot if, of not getting the puck out. There was a lot of that. thousand percent. But if, you know what? If Connor and Leon could figure out how to make glove save every now and then, maybe this wouldn't happen. Well, yeah. Like, fuck me. How do you, like, that one seven-hole goal, I can't remember which fucking game it was. I think we even won the game. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Like, it's, ugh. Like, I'm Everything watching, was a letdown. I was watching. And the other thing, the other story, the other thing I noticed, were we even prepared? Were we even prepared to play for this? Like, I'm watching the Blackhawks constantly, obviously prepared, picking off or disrupting our back pass that we always do on the power play. Because they were prepared for it. What the fuck were we doing? We didn't. We weren't prepared for anything. Did we forget that Kubalik is a fucking sniper? Like we just like let them do their thing, and just like we just didn't try to adjust. Where was the adjustment? Like I I I I, I love Tip, but like how come there was no adjusting? We did no adjusting. Fu- it is funny that you say that though, because I was cruising the nation. Um, some of the content over the past few days. 
uh, while I was away, and <laughs> and the fire tippet comments are coming out in the comment section. And oh, you can't do that. I still believe in them, but like, <laughs> I just like it's just like a collective like every <laughs> we missed on everything. <laughs> <laughs> like fuck, like what, like why didn't we just play Patrick Russell? You know, you're going to get an effort out of it if he's going to try to hit them. I was taking Cassian out and put Russell in because well, Cassian was such a non-event. It's like when they put Haas in for Game Four. He was good. And yeah, he looked yeah. the best seven. Dave Tippett was basically the exact same with his lines and pairings throughout the series, unless there was an injury. And then when did things get better? The last seven minutes of the elimination game, when he jumbled up the lines and went back to the McDay or to the Nugent Hopkins Yamamoto dry side line, put Cassian back up with McDavid, started playing Clefbaum a little bit more. Like everything that we were basically yelling for him to do for two games that they lost, he did it for the last seven minutes and they showed a heartbeat. You know what else I'm mad at? I got another thing I'm mad at. It's I drink the Kool Aid. I do it professionally, but I really try to be, I try to believe that it's not Kool Aid. So the whole fucking media narrative of training camp of the Oilers are pushing the pace. We're, they're skating so hard. They're practicing so hard. I was fucking drinking that. You know what that is? You know what that was? That was oil change 2.0 is what all that shit was. <laughs> that was just like that was just like them trying to serve up Eric Belanger mm. wanting a fourth year on his deal because he believes in what we're doing. He believes they in what we're did doing. it to me again. Those motherfuckers. <laughs> I love that spin of Eric Belanger or of them giving Eric Belanger an extra year because he wanted it and wanted to be here longer. Like uh, what that that doesn't even make sense. Like <laughs> But I was to your point about goaltending, Tyler. Like I watched a lot of the Montreal Pittsburgh series. Yeah, and there were plenty of times when you could watch that game and be like, "Oh man, if it wasn't for Carey Price, this would be going a different way." And the Oilers did not have anything close to that level of goaltending. No, not at all. No. So does an, does anyone think Mike Smith's back next year? It I mean, probably because it's the fucking Oilers we're talking about. Man, it depends. Uh, it all depends, like who you can try to get. Like, fuck, we need we need a fucking stud. I really hope that Russian guy we got last year, years ago, is is legit. Like, we just need it. It's not even like exemplary. We don't need Carey Price goaltending. We just need like mid level goaltending and like consistent. Listen, Mike Smith played six hundred and ten NHL games. We're just finally figuring out what he is. So maybe he comes back for his second year. I liked the heart, and I wanted him to start. I believed in all of it, but you know he didn't play that well. We didn't necessarily play that well in front of him. We gave up. We gave up a lead with like three minutes left. Like a fucking winning team wins that game. Yeah. Like there's just so many little things that we almost won that series playing as shitty as we did. That's how bad Chicago is. And we're gonna quickly find out the Vegas Golden Knights is quickly going to humble the Blackhawks and oh, they- and, and just further embarrassed our performance even more. They they made them look pretty bad in game one of that series, the the Knights did to the Hawks. And I got and what a good, was our season series against the Golden Knights? What were we like two two and one? Or something like that. Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't a runaway like it, like it was in that game one of that series. But um yeah and the, the last thing I'll say I'm not one to be overly optimistic about this kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to change. <laughs> oh 
Ken Holland touched on this a little bit in his press conference, which there's a there was a hilarious part of that press conference as well. Um, but Holland kind of said, you know, there's a lot more disappointment than there are good years. Like even look at a Red Wings dynasty, there were still years where they lost. So I, I think sometimes it, uh, uh, what good organizations do is they don't freak the hell out over one bad series. The Tampa Bay Lightning didn't freak out when they got swept by Columbus last season. You know, I, I think there's an element of re- being able to look at the bigger picture, which was in the last year, a lot of really good things have happened. Kyler Yamamoto's become a top six winger. Ethan Bear is a top four defenseman. Philip Broberg had a great camp. It looks like he's going to be a real good player for them. Evan Bouchard's probably going to be a real good player for them. Leon Dreisaitl is an MVP candidate, which he certainly was not 12 months ago. So I, I think there's a lot of good here. Oscar Kleffbaum, when he's healthy, I, I still say he's a legitimate top-pairing D-man, a top-20 D-man in the league. So I, I think they just need to be careful not to blow this thing up because of one bad series, right? Well, what's a, what's a fair enough window of time to, to be able to, to look at and be like, okay, yes, ups and downs, but like, how much time would, would, would how many seasons would you need to look at to, to, to determine if this chunk of time was good or bad? I think you set yourself up for failure if you set deadlines like that. Like, look at the Washington Capitals. Every year it was, they lose to Pittsburgh, they lose to Pittsburgh, early exit, swept by this team in the second round. They couldn't figure it out, but they never traded Holpe, they never traded Backstrom, they never traded Ovechkin. They they held on to that core and just said, they, they just kind of trusted that eventually it's going to work and it's going to happen. And, Did and, they miss the playoff 13 out of 14 well, years with those guys? No, and that's where it's a little bit different for the Oilers, but I still think you need to look at the core of this team, and it's Clefbaum, it's Nugent Hopkins, Dreisaitl, McDavid, and you need to kind of go, like, they're not the problem. The problem is we aren't putting a good enough team around them. Well, it's, I, uh, here's the thing. Going into that series, like, I don't care if, 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 we, if we got into the first round and lost. That, to me, would have been, a, a, you know, a mild step. But on paper... All of the experts, myself not included, I'm a professional Kool-Aid drinker, were saying the Oilers should beat the Blackhawks because of the roster makeup. They should have. Because, you know, our D, our D is actually, uh, you know, somewhat deep. Koskinen is somewhat consistent. Uh, we've got firepower. Well, we went out there and just laid a fucking egg. Laid a fucking egg. Our fucking our, our hired guns did exactly what they were supposed to do, and then that was it. No one else showed up. Like I cannot believe, I cannot believe. Like Jujar wasn't assertive. Zach Cassian wasn't assertive. Archibald tried to be assertive, but it was a clear, blatant penalty, and that put us behind. Don't even get me started on the fucking penalties. That's just because we're lazy. Like that was an absolute zero out of ten effort. So what what do you Aside want to see? From dry how do you how do you want this team to be different from now until December when the season starts up? I liked our roster. Just compete. Like there was no where where, where was the compete? So I think the, they need clear upgrades. Where do clear you clear upgrades? Clearly, yeah, I, I agree we need upgrades, but we should have beat Chicago. Is what I'm saying. Like I don't mind the roster. I was I was fucking buying the narrative. I was being told to buy thinking that we've addressed some things and our third line is good and our, our fourth line now with Neil and Chase on is going to be fucking dynamic. Like, To uh, me, this is like, this roster, and I, there was upgrades over last season. Like, I'm not saying there wasn't. But 
it's also like Ken Holland still walking to the toy, lot, toy aisle with his bucket of sawdust because Peter Torelli vomited all over the place. That's a big mess. <laughs> he hasn't had much time. I, I, I'm, I'm very interested to see what Uncle Ken does in this office. Well, and he does has no money to spend. So that's why things like the Cassian deal hurt. I also, I don't know. People are really high on Darnell Nurse, and I don't know if I'm really there. I don't Sell see high. it. Sell high. I mean, like, I know he's still got 200 games left to find out if he's a Hall of Famer or not. But um, I, I just don't see it. I don't see it for the money. And it's a short-term bridge deal. I, I just can't see it getting any cheaper. What are we? What are we doing? Here? Yeah, I think if you give me the choice between Clefbaum and Nurse, I'm taking Clefbaum partly because he's a better player, and also his contract is three more years at a bargain. Darnell Nurse is two more years at a million and a half more, and he's going to require a big deal when he's a UFA. The the one substantial trade I look at is trading Darnell Nurse for a winger. And I William know, Nylander, man. Yeah, like if if you can get Toronto to do that deal for you, and you get a guy like Nylander who's going to ride and score thirty with McDavid next season, I know his contract isn't great, but neither is Nurses. Six and, six point nine million nine for a guy that could score thirty yeah, thirty five goals with McDavid? and also that would be Darnell's old GM and old coach from the Sioux. So there's history there as well. So there's a there's like a logical line you can draw between the two teams. Would you be worried about how Connor McDavid feels about trading Darnell Nurse? Like, do you think McDavid is the type of guy who goes, don't trade Darnell, we need guys like that to win, he's my boy? Or do you think McDavid, yeah. if he heard that offer from Holland, would kind of go, do whatever you think is best for the team, I'm on board? If he, if, if, I, I think, like, Connor's got his boys, and Connor also has his drive to win. So I think if he feels that the trade actually makes the roster better, um, I can't see him saying no because he's my buddy. Because I think, I think first and foremost, Connor McDavid wants to win. But the trade needs to make sense. Yeah. See, like to me, that, that looking at that, it would be like nurse plus something for William Nylander would make more sense to approach Connor with. And, Hey Connor, what do you think about trading Jake or Drake Kajula for Brandon Manning? Like, the it's not the same. I think he would really have to think about it. But history proves no that Brandon Manning trade to be valuable. By the way, Bag thank you. <laughs> that is true. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Everybody was against Brandon Manning, and Brandon Manning came here and proved to us why you would get Brandon Manning. Of course. Oh my God. To embarrass the friend. Drake Kajula would have been so good on our roster in the playoffs because he's a little prick. But the Oilers also have a history of doing this kind of stuff, like lateral moves and downgrading. It's like, okay, we have Jeff Petrie, so we can trade Je- uh, Tom Gilbert. Oh, now we have Justin Schultz, so we can trade Jeff Petrie. And oh, we can't, now, we can't now we scrutinize can trade. any trade before we got McDavid because it all led to getting McDavid. We can't scrutinize the trade after McDavid. Yeah, but so, it's not like the very first trade, the fucking Griffin Reinhardt. What the fuck? Yeah. Well, history also proved that to be correct. Big Cat did help, yep. Oh, yeah. Wherever he's at these days. Coolin Red, uh, Red Star. He's playing with Neil Yakupov somewhere. Didn't, didn't there, I don't know if I dreamt this or heard something. Is Yakupov missing? That was me telling you that. Okay. Fucking, pardon me, I can swear. My apologies, too. Uh, the guys on TSN, Noodles, was saying that since he got traded for cash, they basically can't find him. <laughs> oh, no. Really? Fuck, we should bring him back. He should be 97 shooter. Why not? The guy can Why shoot not? First take overall. I still have the jersey. He can shoot a puck. 
I know he, he, he doesn't, doesn't have anything games. upstairs, but like as long as he, as long as the, the other two guys in the line are good, McDavid will always find him. And if it's one thing Yakupov can do, is shoot a puck. I well, he hasn't reached the five hundred feet. We don't well, know what I, we're dealing with. No, nope. like I, I saw him absolutely sniping St. Petersburg. I was like, ah, good for you, Neil. I he know he's pop been... up as a SoundCloud rapper. What's <laughs> 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 the funny thing in uh, Holland's press conference? Oh, um, Terry Jones asked him five. So the Oilers were are very specific on the <laughs> Zoom call. They'll be like, use the raise hand function on Zoom. Ask one question, and if there's multiple people in the Zoom chat, they say, ask one question and say who your question is about. And Terry Jones cracks the mic for his and asked Ken Holland four questions. And Holland just sits there and looks into the camera like straight face and goes, I think you asked me four questions. I'm going to try <laughs> answer them. And then he got to like two of them. So they went back to Terry Jones 10 minutes later. And Terry Jones asked like four more again. And you could tell Holland was just looking at the camera being like, okay, I, I don't know where you want me to start or even go with this answer. It was hilarious. That's just kind of how it goes, though, isn't it? Yeah, a little bit. It was described as a Russian doll question, where every time Terry Jones <laughs> ended one, he popped it off and revealed yet another question in there. Um, but the old nesting dolls. I'm happy we got sort of 30 minutes of Oilers ranting off our chest because time flies when we do that stuff. I got to see if I ticked all the things I had on my list here. There is one more that I wanted. To what do you got? Off. Uh, Andreas Athanasiu. Would you want to see him back? Okay, I'll ask you the question after I outline what the situation here is with Athanasiu for those who may not be familiar with it. He's an, he's a pending RFA, restricted free agent. He is coming off a contract that was paying him $3 million a season. He got that contract after him and his agent had quite a notable standoff with Ken Holland while they were both in Detroit. Anyways, he uh, gets a $3 million contract. As an RFA, the Oilers can qualify him which means they are guaranteeing that next season he'll make over $3 million. They also run the risk of going to arbitration with him, which means he could make even more than $3 million, which I doubt. Um, Or they could not qualify him. And if they don't qualify him, that gives them two options. Either he's going to walk as a UFA for free, or they can negotiate a two- or three-year deal at around $1.92 million. That gives Athens U some money. Still might be market value if he was an unrestricted free agent and the Oilers get to keep the guy they gave up two seconds for. Uh, would you want him back, I suppose, is the question I'm getting at here. Maybe, yeah, I, I'll just jump in. They said they got to they gotta find a way to make it work because you gave up two seconds to get him. He's not going to get... Let him go to arbitration. They're going to look... Bro, you had five goals this year or whatever it was. You're not, making minus three, 5, you're not making three million bucks again. So I would try to get him on the two-year two-something and try to make it work because they're like the Oilers desperately need scoring depth. And personally, I know he didn't score in the playoffs. I get that. So don't at me. However, I would say he had plenty of chances and I would say more so than a bunch of forwards on the roster. He had no luck Hit a couple of crossbars. It, that's just kind of the way it was, but he looked better in this stint as an Oiler than he did. Yeah. Free break. I, I agree. You just gotta find if, if he if he if he just stayed engaged. The guy's got the tools. He is so fucking fast. You're like, right, and that's why it would just suck to have such a short window of him and then lose him because of. And it, like Ken Holland even said it. I was uh, Zach Lang wrote a nice wrap up of the the presser on Oilers Nation. It was um, Ken Holland said, "Well, when we traded for him, this was kind of where we were looking for a salary cap number. Obviously, a global pandemic got in the way, and now we have to change our plans." 
So there's a global pandemic. I heard about it. I haven't seen it. I haven't <laughs> left my house. But uh, that just, I mean, you got to find a way to make it work. There's other dead weight, in my opinion, on the team that needs to go before him. Who he can be useful. Who's the deadest weight? I would look at trading the Cowboy, and not because I don't like Chris Russell. I think that he's got balls of steel, will block a shot with his face. But he also makes $4 million bucks on the cap, but only $1.5 million in real money. There are teams that would take that, in Florida, my opinion. Florida, Florida, Ottawa. Basically find all the teams with super cheap owners, and that's who Chris Russell's going to go to. And he might have done them a huge favor by potentially being their best defenseman this playoff run, because his value may have never been higher. May, I, I think is the highest it's ever been. Um, if, you, if, you, if you know you're making the playoffs, you want Chris Russell because he's going to wear the puck. And if we are going to make the playoffs, yeah, but, but not when I'm we have no cap space. Yeah, I'm saying like like you know, to trade like the suitors. Yeah, double A. If we can get him for two million mil? bucks, yeah, and two years. But if he believes in what we're doing, give him three. Mm, um, idea. And uh, <laughs> like it's 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 it's. I think it's a worthy experiment. There's there's tools there. There's fucking tools there. Can Tippett can Tippett refine the toolkit? Can he do it? Can he I find would, it? I would have Chase on on the way out. I would have Kara on the way out. I Dude, think oh, fuck. that's like Kara. This was your chance. This was your chance to redeem yourself and just be a menace out there. Happy birthday, by the way, Jujar. I will. I, I, I <laughs> commented with uh, many hammers on the uh, Oilers post, like. I, I don't know if Jujar knows how to hit, like, properly. Like, he does not know how to, like, hit guys to, like, hurt them. I think and I don't mean that, like, headshot ways. I just mean, like, heavy hits. I think it's because he doesn't skate fast enough. But he's a good skater? Eh. I don't know, man. I fucking wanted to love that guy so much. Me too. But at $1.2 I say you ship him out. You sign Shahan for 900 k and there's your fourth line center next year. The biggest needs for me, they need a better goalie to go with Koskinen because I don't think you're moving Koskinen. You need a way better third line center. I'm looking at Max Domi out of Montreal, and I think that's a guy who they need to be going out and getting this summer or this offseason. Oh, I fall. hate Max Domi. I love Max Domi. Why do you, you hate him? Why? Because those ads. I don't care. It's so weird. <laughs> he one punched Ryan Kessler. Ah, but he's got some sort of something. Nice. On the bright side, at least we're paying. Uh, we're still paying for Benoit Pouliot. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. One more year at one point three in dead space. There. We should throw a party next summer when Pouliot's eventually uh, off the books. Where's he a... hidden with fucking Yak somewhere? Where's he? Yeah, he didn't. Play I think they so. might be like. I think he's uh, filming a season of Off the Grid with Bear Grylls or something because he is nowhere to be found in the world of hockey. He's got a lot of money wherever he is. Who are you? Who are defensive UFAs? I'm like, looking right uh, now. I just found it on the market this year. You know what? The- I can get you. I can get you, Jay. Arguably one of the best defensemen on his team in the play-in for a million five a year in actual money. Four million against the cap. Mm-hmm. Sure. If you're interested, he's yep. available. Uh, uh, fuck. I don't know. Uh, you see, and more. but the thing is, like for the Oilers next year. If you keep Larson and you go Clefbaum, Larson, Nurse, Bear, and you focus on maybe upgrading your third pairing a little bit, but like you trade Russell, you take that cap space, you flip it into a better goaltender, um, which is going to be a lot of money, but I think you got to do it because you need to find a solution between the pipes. And then on the blue line, I, I think you could probably run with Matt Benning and Caleb Jones, or if you really believe in Bouchard, maybe you trade Benning and get like a real good third line center somehow. I don't know. 
Ian, I, I worry about, well, I worry about worry depleting about it too a, much. Yeah, I don't believe fair. in Bouchard yet. I also think that Adam Larson is going to be a problem next year, not because I have a problem with him as a player, but his back yeah. seems to be a real issue. And if he's just going to be in and out of the lineup, might spend some time on, you know, on the injured reserve, coming back, not playing as well because of his back, like, Maybe that's the guy you have to move, and it's more a product of circumstance necessarily than you don't like the player. Yeah, maybe. The sports is cold, motherfucker, man. Cold. And, that, and that's where I feel with Benning, too, because I love having the Edmonton kid here. I think it's a great story. Him and his wife just had a kid. Like, you want him to be an oiler for life, but sports is cold, man. And if you're making 500 k too much to be on the third pairing, you're done. If we're but you know what? He's reliable. Yeah, he's he is. reliable. So I, I, does I, think, trust I think not him? to upset the apple cart too much, I think you have to try to get rid of can you tr- well? You can't trust him in the top four, but you can trust him in the bottom three. You're just talking reliable. about Petrie. He could be our current Jeff Petrie. No, he's not. He's not yeah, a he's Jeff not, Petrie at all. What do you mean? Good. A guy that we don't value? We throw him out with the fucking garbage. And yeah, he but, turns out to have a long ass career somewhere else. He could be Petrie is actually good for us. It's just we stopped and he, he got wasn't short a on. one two, and that's what we needed him to be. So we ran him out of depth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think I think I think he's. I think he's a safe bet to stay for us because we can rely on him. Like it's just it's it's like Russell is a victim of his salary, so we have to try to move him. And Larson for that exact reason that if there's a market for him and we know he's got a bad back, this is like the whole like Ryan Whitney bolt, but like uh, bunk it's a reverse yeah the situation, reverse Ryan. right? Like like what? Well, I reverse Ryan Whitney. Like yeah, let's see what the Anaheim Ducks did to us. Um, and get someone out who's having some some back issues for uh, someone younger uh, or I don't know whatever. But oh, here's someone we could maybe get. I don't think he's that great. He's okay. He plays for the Moose Jaw Warriors. I love him, Joel Edmondson. He might cost well, a bit though. And he's another three thing million too, right now. But another thing too is what's going to be interesting with these uh, with trying to make trades and whatever is it's not like the Oilers are the only team that are getting really kicked in the shins with this flat cap. Like I'm looking at puckpedia.com. The Bruins are, are borked. The Leafs are borked. There's just like, there's a bunch of teams that are be like, Oh shit. So it's good. I think we're actually in for a wild summer of player movement. And it's going to be really interesting to see how some of these teams navigate it. I think, I think you might see just like during this time, a lot of one year deals um, being signed. Well, yeah, well, teams because don't people, have money to spend on free agents, right? Like, but that like, the European like, so market going, might have to accept that. So going back to Double A, like I would see if you can be like, "Hey, bro, you had a shit year. Are you willing to bet on yourself on a one-year deal and see what happens?" Or do they try to have to extend it a little bit? I don't know. I, I'd say you probably go to a guy like that and you say, "Hey, the cap's going to be flat for one, two, or two, maybe three years." And you go to him with a two-year offer and a three-year offer, and you say, where are you going to get a better chance as an offensive player to score a shitload of goals than on a team that has McDavid, Dreisaitl, and Nugent Hopkins? And you give him a cheaper two-, three-year deal and tell him, after this, the cap's going up, and we can talk about a big money deal, or you're going to score so many goals that we can't afford you. And either way, that's a win for you. Yeah, I agree. It's like, they got to they gotta do something. And like I would also look at, hey, Tyler Ennis, love you, bro. Your hometown player probably be cheap. Maybe bring him back on a one-year deal. Yeah, yep, add a little I would. bit of depth scoring. You know what I mean? He talked about how happy he was to go to the playoffs for his hometown team. Well, hey, we'd love to have you back, but Let's do it again. We're gonna need to be cheap. And that's where I think like you just need to you need to find a way to pinch all your pennies, right? And that's where I was getting at with the Shahan for Kara thing. 
it might save you 250k if you can go dump chase on somewhere and you use that money to sign ennis maybe that's another 500k and you just kind of find these little places throughout your roster where you can save yourself a little bit of money maybe it's trading matt benning who has to be qualified at like 2.1 and you sign mike green for like a buck five and you're okay there's another 600k then eventually you find a way to just save one to two million you go short term with bear saves you another 750k right and then if they like, I mean, obviously this is beating a dead horse at this point. I can't believe we're still talking about it, but like maybe Jesse Pugliarvi does come back and that's not going to cost you any money either. There's yeah. some more depth on the right side. That would be Holy huge fuck. If we're waiting, waiting on Jesse Pugliarvi to come save the day, we are fucked. No, agreed. Because we don't even know the, who that, like what type of player he is yet. But but that would be huge if you can bring him back because he's a cheap addition. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's all it's, I'm it's getting example. at. Him. You don't, you don't know, you, the, the output is unknown. But if he could come back and be mildly okay then that would be awesome for us 100 the reality is they need more players to chip in throughout the lineup and you know maybe on a cheap one-year deal two-year deal with him maybe that's somewhere in the bottom six middle six i don't know let's let's pray broberg has a good start to his shl season and we bring him over in december i'm hey i'd be all on board with that anyways uh, or this pissed me off yep I'm glad we got that went up to 40 minutes of Oilers Let's ranting. Just, well, just back back you said something interesting that was confusing to me. There's a global pandemic. I had heard that. I don't know. I haven't left my house, so I'm, I can't confirm either way. I look outside. The trees are still. The trees are still there. I'm here. Also, uh, bright side. If you're looking for one, boys, I just want some money betting on the over on Nikita Kucherov shots on goal. Thank you. How many is he at I already? Made off of, I made a ton of money off Columbus beating uh, Toronto. Very I, was, I was actually thinking about you that day because after, so I'm doing the, the beat cast after the Oilers lost and I'm pissed off and I'm just ranting. So I'm watching. I'm like, well, at least Toronto's going to get knocked out too. And then they came back. I was <laughs> like, oh, shit. Uh, yeah. Good stuff. Um, but uh, he's already got, to answer your question, he's already got three shots in the first period and a goal. Do you have it in front of you? How many does Braden Point have? Braden Point has two shots on goal. Fuck yeah, he's Another one away from hitting moose. that over. Let's go. Another fine Moose Jaw Warrior product. Oh, there's a Degenerate lot of bag milk is at least having some fun in the playoffs, even if the Oilers aren't in. Speaking of fantasy hockey, I suppose. I don't know. I was going to say betting on hockey, but there's no prizes in our uh, Nation podcast and friends hockey pool. First place, we got a new leader. Nation Dan is leading the way at 162 total points. Jordan Buhat right behind him in second with 157 Jay's in the top five, so is Rick. Uh, as we move our way down, uh, not a great week for Wanye. He slipped down to tied for 19th. Not that All I'm my Oilers are out. Yeah. Uh, I'm in 28th. Bagged Milk is in 23rd. And there's only 29 people. Shout out to uh, Jason Stixma, who's in dead last. Um, he Yay. Did, yeah. He's getting the participation ribbon right now. Um, some other notables. We got uh, Mimamoto is 12th. Brad Stepanko is tied for 9th. I think Surveyor Brett was in this, but I can't see him. Oh, there he is. He's closer to the bottom. Chalmers is close to the bottom, too. So He chose uh, all reps. He chose all <laughs> Our podcast. That's what, you, that's what you call making a, a fantasy pool using your heart. You remember, Chuck? Yeah. Our podcast is brought to you by Oodle Noodle. Win or lose, get your booze with Nation Beer. Win or lose, get your nudes with Oodle Noodle. I could go for Whoa. some Oodle Noodle right now. Um, as always, you guys do some great stuff. For charities in the Edmonton area. It's been fantastic to see Columbus is up 2-1. Hell yeah, sorry. Um, oh, I got, yes, Columbus. I got the game on in the background here. But uh, who's the charity this week for Oodle Noodle? You can use services. 
So they work with, um, I guess, uh, troubled youth kind of get back on their feet and employed. So we got a tour of their facility last week. Yeah, no, they're doing great things. Um, uh, you should watch the video we shot. I caught myself. Uh, it was kind of fucked up and funny, but um, watch this week's video. Um, Josh made fun of me for clapping too much, so I just fucking leaned in on it. There was a lot of clapping in the beginning, I noticed. <laughs> yeah, that was the video was starting like that, and then I just caught, I was just thinking like this is too silly, so I stopped it. And Josh was like, "No, we got to include that." I'm like, "All right, you're the smart guy," and uh, that's what you got. But I thought it actually turned out funny, so. I got. Uh, oh, go sure, ahead. go ahead. No, 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 no you're talking nudes. I, I just I like know. I got super excited when I saw that location 14 is open in my hood. You got to go check out Bagmouth. We need we need your report. Well, I am a veteran of the West End, so I will give a honest and thorough review. Excellent, thank you. All right, we're gonna switch gears a little bit. I have a hilarious story out of the NFL. Okay, actually, what do you guys want first? I'll let you pick. Do you want the funny story out of the NFL, or do you want the update on me and my words with friends' girlfriend? Mystery box. Mystery box. Okay, we'll go with the words with friends one. It'll be quicker. The words with friends one. There is no mystery box. Um, So, as you remember, a few podcasts ago, I told you the story of Leah. She was an old lady. I'd say it looks like she's probably in her seventies ish, Um, and we got randomly paired up on words with friends. Just you pick (laughs) random start game. We got paired up. We were similar skill levels, so it kind of made sense. And uh, after a while, we played two or three games, and she started messaging me. See, there's a little message function on the app. And she just said stuff like, hi, hello, how are you? And I did not want any of that. I was like, I'm not responding to this lady. I don't want to start. I just want to play Words with Friends with someone. So we go, we're chatting, blah, blah, blah. Eventually, the messages got cute. She's Or weird. She started. They did get cute. Uh, she started calling me cute, telling me I looked nice, like all this weird stuff. Um, so I just never responded, right? That went on for like kept, two months. But kept playing. You kept playing her because I she she responds real quickly. I'm assuming she's retired. So whenever I fire a game back, she's quick to respond. Um, so you're you're mad, but you're not mad enough to stop playing. Well, I'm not mad. I'm just a little bit or a lot bit creeped out at the whole situation. But well, I like a lot how, bit because it's easy in mid game to end the game. I know, but then I would have no one to consistently play words with friends with about. I don't have actual friends. Ha! That's Boy, the empty. issue. Right, so carry on. here's where the story gets real weird. So she always messages me and is like, how come you won't respond? And I just, I do not respond. We're playing and this was about three weeks ago now. She messages me and goes, are you ever going to respond to me? And I was like, oh boy. Oh. And she goes, huh, guess not by then and ended both of our games of words with friends and removed me. Oh, good for her. her. No, she stood up for what she believed in. She was getting led along by your M truck all the time. Mm -hmm. And finally she had enough. So three, four days goes by. I'm a little bit bummed out because I'm like, oh man, I don't have anyone to consistently (laughs) play words with friends with. And then I get a notification on my phone. Leah R has invited you to play. She came back oh, after what? four days. Oh, she came with you. Oh, you played it cool. And she okay. came back. So, wow, there's so many lessons to learn from this. She came back here. I can. I'm not going to post it on socials because that's weird. But I'll send you guys like a screenshot of what our chat looks like right now. Um, Are you talking? No, I still don't respond. Um, <laughs> It's so fucking funny, man. And like, I kind of feel bad, but like, I've, I'm sticking to my guns here. Like, I just, I don't want to have conversations with strangers. Um, 
So yeah, like the conversation I just sent you guys, you can kind of see her face up in the top there. And she goes, hi. Uh, oh, there, that's the breakup. You can see the timeline of the breakup. <laughs> oh, send it to the group chat. Oh, I just did. So her last she, uh, two were good she, night, she, Tyler. She Heath ledgered you. She just doesn't know how to quit you, you know? Uh, exactly. Uh, yeah. Oh, she geez. apologized for playing a triple word, and I think the word was like boner. It was super weird. <laughs> yeah, so that's the update uh, on my words with friends girlfriend. We are back to playing two games at a time, and uh, we have a good time. Does Mrs. Uramchuk know about words with friends, Mrs. Uramchuk? Yeah, Amber definitely knows about it. Uh, she thinks it's super creepy, and she's happy I don't respond. And when I told her I was really sad that Leah deleted me, she just kind of rolled her eyes and was like, shut up. Were you like, now I'm down to one girlfriend? It was very upsetting. I do refer to Leah as my other girlfriend. And I like doing it. I, when like, that she, I, I like, like that she calls you T. Yeah, she like, yeah. has nicknames for me and everything, man. It's super weird. But when there's people around who don't know, I like going up to Amber and be like, hey, my other girlfriend just messaged me. And people would be like, what? And I'll be like, yeah, don't worry. It's a 70 year old. I don't know. She wished me a happy 4th of July. I was like, I, oh, <laughs> I was about lovely. to respond and be like, I'm not American, but thanks. <laughs> um, so I don't know. Maybe for podcast content, I'll start to respond, but I think I'm still a yeah. far away from that. Let's see how I far think, you can take this. I think what's actually happening is that you're scared to fall in love. Yeah. I think true. you're right, Bagnos. I think you're right. My I think that you're just playing hard to get. You're getting catfish. My sister had a great scenario of like one day, like 20 years from now, I'm going to get a letter in the mail and she's going to have baby's like, yours. She, no, she's going to have me like written into her will and I'm going to get a check for like $80,000 from her. That'd be nice. And the oh, note will just nice. be like, Hey T or like something super weird. Yeah. And I'll be like, Oh my God. And my beloved T. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for all the fun. died. Eight points. Do you think yeah. she died? <laughs> <laughs> dead for four points? Do you think she talks about me as much as I talk about her? No, I yeah. think she's like, what a weird kid. And you're like, what a weird lady. Anyways, this is no, she's, she's no, no, no. She's Congress. She's 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 bringing in her ladies at the at uh, at bridge and at, pull, at pulling them on what she should say next to try to get a reaction. And they're like, just leave him. Just leave him. He'll he'll take you back if you leave him. Yeah, so she finally cold as ice. Cold as ice. All right, we only have. Um, like, do you want to tell your alley update, Jay? I've got. I've actually got enough worthy of an update. So where we last had it at was we. The Pankos let us lent us a trail cam. We started uh, surveilling the area. Um, we kept kind of missing how uh, how this was happening. Food kept showing up, but less sporadic. Uh, and then all of a sudden, um, through our surveillance, we were able to isolate it to this like Ford Flex, this black like Ford Flex that would not Flex. You're not square enough. Doesn't matter. It's a car. The black car it would pull up right to the pole and then drive away. And we thought it was this car. And then all of a sudden, for like a month, food did not uh, show up at all. And we're like, okay, well, I think, you know, judging by this, like our, the Inglewood uh, Facebook group that we're a part of, where we um, kind of put a message saying, like, we're getting all this food in the alley. Do you, does anyone know about this? And they're like, oh, yeah, no, we're well aware of this lady. She's been um, like made aware to the authorities. It's kind of caught up in the court system because of COVID. So <laughs> we kind of don't know. Yeah, I know. We kind of don't know what's going on. We're like, oh, okay, weird. So during this time, we're not seeing anything. Now, all of a sudden, like two weeks ago, we just randomly start seeing Tupperware full of water. 
where the food used to be. And we're like, that's weird. And it would happen once, and then we would pick it up and throw it away. And then the next day it would show up. And then we're like, what? I'm like, I think this is a thing. I think now this is, she's providing water. And next thing you know, the next day it's water and food. And now we start the surveillance system again. We got the iPad going. We got the trail cam fired up. So we were able to isolate. So now I'm away <laughs> on the golf trip. Uh, and we were able, to, which was last week. And we were able to isolate it to between like 1030 and 1130 when the drop off happened. So um, what happened is I went away. Uh, my girlfriend was now uh, making sure she was staying awake because we know what the car is. The trail cam was able to catch exactly which car it was. So instead of like being this black four, like we know what it looks like. We've seen the, the lady get out of the car, drop the, the 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 water dish, and drop some food. So like we've got her dead to right. So now all of a sudden there's a confrontation. Finally, what we wanted, but I was not here for it. So my girlfriend goes and confronts this lady. And this lady is hysterical because uh, my girlfriend's like, you have to stop doing this. You're attracting coyotes. Pets in the na- neighborhood are, da- are in danger. All these cats you think you're feeding, you're actually harming. We've got video footage of, of coyotes trying to attack these cats. And there's no stray cats here. The cats you're feeding are from this apartment, this house. Like, we know where all the cats are because they always try to use our house as a li- uh, litter box. So we know where they all are. So, like, you're not helping. You're hurting the community. And she's like, you don't know this. And, they, and my girlfriend and her got a complete tell-off. And then she sped away. Um, and then the next day she came and a second confrontation happened. So we're trying to muffle her out of here. So it's getting real personal and I can't wait because uh, I'm going to be there for the next one. But in the meantime, what happened is outside of these confrontations, I got bad news for the Stepankos. We caught on our video surveillance. Someone circled by our house in the alley see the trail cam set up, bike past it, circle back, and then steal it. So, Pankos, <laughs> we owe you a trail camera. Thank you for using it. We are able to catch our lady and put the pressure on her, and hopefully it's enough for her not to come back. But now we're checking every time between 10.30 and 11.30 if she's coming coming by, and we're going to keep confronting her to keep feeling her uncomfortable. But she's like this 60-year-old lady who thinks she's Snow White saving everyone. I well, mean, I can beat I her have, up, Jay. Yeah, and I have a suspect in mind who stole the trail camp. Yeah, it's not her. It, 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 we, we, it's just, it was a dude on a bike. We we watched the whole thing. We watched the bike by, stop in front of it, look at it, and there was like kind of like a car on the street. So we'll say like there's a witness, and then he biked away. That car left. He looped back, went, stopped, gone. So you know what this so, guy looks thank like. You, no, because we were catching it from the iPad, which was like really far away. Uh, so the, the trail cam is what records really close to the, the scene of the crime. Uh, uh, and then the iPad's like an extra layer. So in case it's too close, we can kind of see from afar what's happening. Because we want to know where, where this lady is, where, which direction she's coming from, where she's driving to. Like we wanted to try to establish those habits. Yeah. And that's what the iPad was for. So we got really, really detailed uh, on this. And uh, it's amazing. We've gone this far from an unknown thing to now we have looked this lady in the eyes and have told her to stop kindly i'm interested to see where this continues to go Allie updates. there's one thing if there's one thing i know about senior women and senior citizens in general they love listening and they're horny but- oh so horny <laughs> oh my god okay that was tyler you haven't shocked everyone 
All right. And, and you're going to try and pretend like you're not into your words with friends, Mama? Like, get yeah. out of here. He knows exactly what he's doing. We're being told the other side, the other story, not the real story. I sent you the chat. Story. I never respond. I bet uh, if I look at We don't know inter- how many games you have going with her. That's how chat in one game. And I bet if I look at your internet history, I know what categories you're browsing through. <laughs> words with friends with benefits? Mm-hmm. That's a good name for the title of the podcast. Although we did spend forty Ooh, minutes, or we did spend forty minutes yelling about the Oilers, so maybe something about that would drive up the downloads a bit more. Oh, I don't think it matters. No one's listening. Fair enough. We are over two hundred in, and we're only halfway to figuring out what we actually are as a podcast. <laughs> oh, I know what we are. Okay, the last thing I wanted to say today. This this story might be my favorite story I'm going to see in the next month. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks cut rookie cornerback Kamas Sivarand this week after he was caught on video trying to sneak a female visitor into the hotel. It gets better. Not only is that a clear message to everyone, they, it's against NFL protocol basically, right? Because their players are supposed to be quarantining at these hotels and all that. They add the woman was wearing Seahawks gear in an attempt to disguise her as a player. What? <laughs> Who's that? Oh, that's just an offensive lineman. Nothing to worry about here. Wait a second. No, it's not. And yeah, he oh got busted. But I would love to know the conversation leading up to that. Like, is he messaging this girl, being like, "Hey, baby, come to the team hotel," and she's like, "Aren't you afraid I'm going to get caught?" And he goes, "No, just put your hair into this hat and wear a Seahawks hoodie. There's no way they'll ever figure it out." No way, Ramchak. How that started was words with friends. He hit her with a happy fucking 4th of July. Next thing you know, well, bam Like Fred Durst, he did it all for the nookie. Yeah, so anyways, that story is good. We haven't had any of that out of the NHL, though. No NHL players getting busted sneaking in Tinder girls into the bubble. I don't know, Did you see that one video, though, yesterday? That girl was trying to FaceTime uh, Sigan while he was in the press conference. You can see him look at his phone. Seriously? Yeah. <laughs> How? Well, that's that's very good. That's hilarious. That's a yeah. that's a screen recording for TikTok. If you know what I'm saying. Yeah, no kidding. That's just a big. That I mean, that's just a big thing happening on TikTok right now. There's a lot of people screen oh, gotcha. recording and uploading videos to TikTok of their yeah, conversation. That's exactly what it was. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, of the right, sexy. All, yeah, like uh, DM slides, sexiness, you name it. It's going up on TikTok. All Isn't right. banned in the States now? I don't know. Microsoft's got like 14 days to buy it or some weird shit. Come on, Bill Gates. We know you love to dance. Oh, it ain't Bill. Bill's busy. Oh, uh, yeah. He's got like, he's got... Uh, Bill's busy trying to put a chip in all of our brains. He doesn't have time to build TikTok strategies. Like, have people thought that maybe they're not worth a chip in their brain? <laughs> there are very few people who I'd want to chip in the brain of. You'd want to chip in your words with friends with benefits brain, I bet, to know where all the mm-hmm. words come from. Probably. <laughs> she's on like a two-match winning streak right now. I'm determined to end oh. oh, she's wooing you with her game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why don't you just be a man about it and give her Chalmers' information as they text me? <laughs> oh, yeah. fuck. And then Chalmers will be like, I have no idea why this person texted me out of fucking left field. Oh, that'd be pretty good because there's no way Chalmers is going back and listening to this podcast to find out the backstory. God, no. Someone will snitch for sure online. You know what? Let's open this up to the listeners. How should I handle my words with friend's girlfriend? 
Should send I send nudes? It's very easy. Send there nudes. is no option on that for words. Oh, of really? You couldn't send her your email and say, "I've got something for you after all this time." But bam, nude. I'm yeah, not going to do that. But they're just tasteful. As long uh, as they're tasteful. Shout out to Mother Seducer who sent me via email a. I'm sorry. What's the name? Mother Seducer <laughs> is his name. How apt. Go on. He sent me an email titled Tasteful Nuge, and it was just a nice picture of Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Well, I like that. I you can send it. those to me anytime. Uh, yeah. What is his name again? Mother Seducer. White Seducer? I think oh, he listens. Seducer. Yeah, I see him text into the radio station once in a while, actually. Um, yeah, I think that's how he signs it. Mother Seducer. Mm. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it, guys. That was a wild episode. All right. I'm down. Okay. Just wanted, good. just wanted to double check with everyone. As always, I feel more at peace. I feel more at peace that I got this off my chest. I was one of my buddies texted me after last episode saying that he expected more of a rant about the Oilers, uh, and I was like, you know what, dude, you're right. But I was coming off a nine day bender. I was exhausted. I was just kind of going through the motions. So I did, and, and I didn't have many emotions in me at the time. But now I'm well rested, rehydrated. And I felt like it was important to come at them with some heat today. Besides, this is a Big Brother podcast now, anyway. Oh, oh we didn't talk Big Brother. Brother. Well, I just can't believe, let me just say this. What an idiot for not buzzing in when he had 19. Yes, thank you. Like, what are you thinking? Come on, man, get it there together. There was like 30 seconds left, and he thought that Keisha could do more than that? Like, lock in the W, bro. Like, the, the, that guy is... I, that, that guy's table. Like that guy just falls apart at the seam in a blink of an eye. Like, so I have a feeling because he's so um, up and down that I that he can't be trusted, and he might be the one that goes. Jesus Christ! I'm gonna get a phone call during the podcast. Well, podcast pretty much over here. Um, we'll break down Big Brother on. Monday's episode. So we'll do Big Brother Will talk. Will you though, Tyler? Will you actually watch it so you can have a constructive conversation about I, the show we love? I promise you that on Monday. The Oilers be, are out of the playoffs. Yep. There's nothing else to watch on television. Here's what you can look forward to on Monday's episode. Probably 20 minutes of real nonsense, 15 minutes of Big Brother talk, 15 minutes of our gambling chat with Scott Hastings mm. from Odd Shark. And there you go. Monday's show is ready to go. All right. Okay. I'll believe it when I see it. I'll be ready. I'll tell you that much. Monday's show will be brought to you by Jappa. And you know what? Today's show was also brought to you by Jappa Machinery. Check them out online, jappamachinery.com. Twitter and Instagram as well. Check us, check us out wow. on Twitter and Instagram as well at The Real Life Podcast. Let me know what I should do with my words with friends, girlfriend. Let us know what you want us to talk Mary about over her. the next few months. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, might be some inheritance in there for me, honestly. Uh, let us know what we should be talking about on the podcast as well. Appreciate you listening and all of that. Enjoy your weekend. This has been the Real Life Podcast. I'm Tyler Remchuk. Enjoy your weekend. Great job on making it through the entire hour of the Real Life Podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast from. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? 
They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.